open up to the book of Second Chronicles, chapter 5, and we're going to begin at verse 11, second, verse 11. Verse 11, and it came to pass when the priests were come out of the holy place, then wait by course. Also the Levites, which were the singers, and all of them of Asaph, of Haman, Heman, of Judah, Judah, Juthon, with their sons and their brethren, being arrayed in white linen, Having symbols, Saul stood at the east end of the altar, with them a hundred and twenty priests, sounding with the trumpets. It came even to pass as the trumpeters sing the Lord, when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets, symbols, and instruments, with music, and praised the Lord, saying, For He is good, and His mercy endureth forever that then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord. could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. Obtaining the glory, the blueprint to obtaining the glory. How many want his glory to fill the house? Amen. I want his glory more than anything else. Amen. Let's put down our Bibles. Let's lift up our hands and our voices. And let's call upon the name of the Lord tonight. Dear God, we love you, Jesus. We thank you, dear God, for another opportunity to lift up our voices unto you, Lord, and to lift up our hands unto you, sweet Jesus. Lord, you alone are worthy to be glorified, worthy to be magnified. More than anything, Lord, fill this house, O Lord. Touch our hearts and our minds. We give you all of the honor. We give you all of the praise. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Everybody say amen. Be seated tonight in the house of the Lord. The blueprint to obtaining the glory. When we're talking about a blueprint, we're talking about a detailed plan on how something is to be done or to be performed. You'll find out that God in the scriptures gave out blueprints to how he wanted things to be done, especially when it came down to building things that God required of men. You will find out that in God dealing with the world, that the world was at this time filled with violence and chaos and wickedness, that everything that man thought, the Bible tells us that there was no letting up on it, that all 
they thought on and all they dwelt on was just evil. That's all they thought of. That was all that was in their hearts. And it got to a point where the Lord was so, he was so upset and disappointed that he repented that he had even made man. You're talking about a let down worship him and to serve him and to honor him that all they could think of was evil and ungodliness. Do you know that it's possible to disappoint God? It is possible to disappoint God after, as God sees and looks at us and all that he has done for us. Amen. And to expect us, listen, to serve him, to look at all that he has done and say, you know what? I would be crazy not to serve the Lord in the honor that he deserved. But you will find out that humanity in this flaws, in our selfish ways. Listen, we are some selfish people, amen? I'm going to say that again, even for those that don't want to hear how selfish they are. We are some selfish people. We are very selfish. And you'll find out that God was so upset that he said, you know what? I'm going to wipe things out. I'm going to do away with man. I'm going to bring judgment in the eyes of the Lord. Anybody want to find grace in the eyes of the Lord? I want God's grace above anything else. Amen. Can I tell you a key to getting God's grace? Can I help you out? Bible tells us that a powerful individual, amen, the Lord resists. And so if you can, uh, in your mind's apple, and God has his hand stuck out saying, no, I will not accept that, amen, that if you want me to receive you, you're going to have to, hum- that motivates me to be humble, amen. It's the fact that I need God's grace. It's the fact that I need God's mercy. Now, you may not need God's grace the way that I need it, amen, but I need God's grace, amen. So you know what? That means I can't come into the house of the Lord all arrogant and all lifted up, um, expecting for God to be happy that I showed up. I need to be glad that God invited me into his house, and I need to come meek and lowly. And I need to humble myself in the sight of the Lord. And I need to lift up my hands and need you to have mercy on a little old sinner like me. Anybody need the mercy of God? Friend, I came like that man that realized I don't even deserve to be in God's presence. And so all I can do is beat on my chest, Lord. Have mercy on a sinner like me. Can I tell you, we need the grace of the Lord. We need it more than anything. Bible says that God warning Noah, you read in the book of Hebrews, God warning Noah that Noah moved with fear. God told them what kind of wood to use. God told them how wide it should be, how tall it should be. God told them how many clean animals were to go on that ark, how many unclean animals were to go on that ark. 
Bible says he built that ark, and in him building that ark, he preached, amen, to an unbelieving world. How many know that it's no different today, amen, that the word of God is going forth, and there are unbelievers in the world that don't believe, amen, what the word of God says. They don't believe that Jesus is on his way back, amen. I would act a little different than how I act, amen. I would show God some reverence. I would show God some respect. I would honor the Lord in every way that I possibly could, amen, as I realize these are the last days. These are the days of Noah, and these are the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, and if there was ever a time to get into the ark, if there was ever a time for me to sit up and pay attention to the word of the Lord, now is the time, amen. I'm not guaranteed that I will hear this word again. I'm not guaranteed that I have another opportunity to come into the house of the Lord. So while the hallelujah, I want to agree with what God's word is saying. And he preached. The Bible called him a preacher of righteousness. He preached what was right. And while he preached, no one received his word. And he just kept building. He just kept sticking to that divine plan. Amen. How many know that it was divine? It wasn't some other plan, but it was God's plan to save Noah and his family, to protect them from the judgment that was to come. And God knew life up, and they thought that Noah was crazy until the first drop of rain, amen? And they realized that we put off, and we've put off, and we've procrastinated. Now time has run out on us. Friend, you don't want time to run out on you, amen. You don't want to put off what you can do today, amen. The old sound borrow, I'll give my life tomorrow. I thought about today, but it's so easy to say tomorrow. Friend, can I tell you, we're not promised tomorrow. We're not promised the next set. And lift up my hands and lift up my voice and begin to cry out to Jesus and let Jesus fill me with the Holy Ghost. I ought to go down in the name of Jesus in water baptism while I have a chance. Don't put off for tomorrow what you can get done right now. You can have your sins washed away today. any longer. You don't have to keep putting off. And the Bible tells us that God not only gave Noah a blueprint, but he gave Moses one. And we understand that the blueprint he gave Moses, amen, the Bible says that God took Moses up into the mount and that he was there 40 days and 40 nights. And you'll find out that the scripture tells us that God gave him instructions, a tabernacle. And God told him what to put in that tabernacle. And he said "He it is ought to be according to the pattern that you saw. You will find out that as you it came towards that tent, that tabernacle, that on the outside there was a brazen altar. Amen. And that was where the sacrifice took place. That They would bring, for the atonement of their sins, they would bring a lamb, amen, and that that lamb would be slain, and that they, 
and that that lamb was to be laid on that brazen altar, amen, and it was to be consumed, it was to be sacrificed. Not only that, or the high priest or the priest to wash their feet and to wash their hands in before they could minister unto the Lord. You get inside of that tent, amen, and you'll find out that on the outside it didn't look like much. It was nothing but badger skin and goat skin. It didn't look like much of anything. Can I tell you, your eyes can trick you. It can be deceiving, amen. What looks good really ain't good, amen. And what really looks like there ain't much there, you just walk on into that thing and you'll find out, you know what, I want to go on in and see what's really going on. And I'm going to tell you something tonight. It don't look like much on the outside, but come on in, friend, and you'll find out that there's a move of God happening. You'll find out that God is manifesting himself. You'll find out that lives are being touched. Lives are being changed. Lives are Can I tell you, friend, I want the presence of the Lord more than anything. And Moses had to build that thing. Find out that when David began to desire to build a house for the Lord. You'll find out that David instructed Solomon how to build it. That it was supposed to be built according to that plan. That certain things were to be there. That were very important was to be in that tabernacle. Can I tell you something? Inside of that tabernacle, there was a table with 12 load a bit more significant than that. Amen. It's a little bit more to it than that. Amen. How many know that the Bible refers to the, the word of God is like bread. Amen. And I, that from heaven. Amen. That they had to go and gather up each and every day. Amen. Is telling us. Amen. That if you're going to survive and if you're going to make it and if you have any chance of living, you're going to have to eat this bread day after day. Amen. I can't go off of what I partook of last week. I can't go off of what I partook. If I'm going to grow, I'm going to have to open up this word and I'm going to have to do what the writer said and that's to eat up the whole book. This thing ain't a buffet for you to pick and choose what you want and what you don't want. I got to eat the whole entire thing. Got to partake of it all. You'll find out that there's a sweetness to this. There's a sweetness to it. But do you know that there's a side of this thing that offends the fire out of the flesh? Put it that way. But I come to find out that God's way is the best way. God knows what's right. God knows what's good for me. He knows what's right for me. So there was a blueprint. There was a plan that God, it was a divine plan that had to be exactly the way that God. And we pick up here in the book of Second Chronicles, and we read that this is after that Solomon has offered sacrifices. He has done it and gotten the Ark of the Covenant. And they have brought it from the city of David, which was Zion. And they have brought it in to the temple. The Bible says that in that Ark of the, in that 
in that Ark of the Covenant, the Bible says that there was the Ten Commandments. There were certain things that were there. There was that had budded that was in that. And the Bible says that the priests, that after the priests um, had, they had came from out of chapter 5. There we go. The Bible says, and it came to pass when the priests were come out of the holy place. All the priests that were present were sanctified. And so the first thing that we're going to have to understand, that if we're going to obtain the glory, amen, there's got to be consecration, amen. There's got to be a commitment. There's got to be a sanctified carrying ourselves, amen. How many know that God, amen, desires, amen, for his people, amen, to be holy, amen. How many know that there are just some things I can, amen, and I'm going to end up being the worst for it, amen. You'll find out that Jesus taught this, that he um, began to teach them because they were talking about, listen, your disciples, they are eating with unclean hands. And Jesus said, listen, let me tell you something. It's not what goes into a man that defiles him, amen. It ain't about what you eat, amen. Though we need to watch what we eat, amen, and we need to be mindful of it. But that's not what makes us holy or unholy, amen. But Jesus said, listen, I'm going to tell you to go down the list. Stuff like murder, fornication, adultery, hatred. He said, all of these things proceed out of the heart of a man, and this is what defiles a man. Can I tell you, friend, the one most important thing that I got to make sure of, and that is that this old heart is clean, and that this old, and in order for this heart to be clean and to be right, I got to be mindful of what I'm taking in with my eyes. I got to be mindful of what I'm taking in with my ears. Because act on it, amen. What I'm listening to, it won't be that long before I act on it. But how many got a made-up mind that I want to be separate, amen, from everything, amen, that is not pleasing to the Lord? Because at the end of the day, I want his face to shine on me, amen. I want his blessing on my life. I want his blessing on my family and everything else. Anybody want to look, want God to look down and say, I'm pleased with them. That's my son. That's my daughter. Look how they act. Look how they carry themselves. A lot of times when we talk, when we talk about this, that you'll find out that it don't go over well a lot of times. Book of Ezekiel chapter 10. Bible talked about the glory. Know that the glory will depart. How many know that God will not hang around and stay around everything? But God will depart. God depart from my church, amen. I want God to be there. I want his glory to be there. But I must understand what it takes, amen. It takes me having a made up mind that when it's all said and done, that I want to experience God's power. Listen, I'm not so much concerned about making as much money as I can, amen. I believe all of that, amen. If I keep God where he belongs, God will take care of everything, amen. At the end of the day, I'm more concerned about my soul more than anything. I want my Bible says that those priests, they present, that were present, were sanctified. They were consecrated. They had 
prepare themselves. You'll find out that the scripture tells us that the Lord told Joshua, he said, call the people. He said, make them aware. He said, tell them to prepare themselves, sanctify them, prepare themselves for tomorrow. He said, for the Lord will do a great thing amongst you. Can I tell you, there's such a thing as being prepared for what the Lord. You know, it's easy to say, talk about Jesus, amen, when we're all together, amen. But the question is, outside of these four walls, how am I living, amen? When I'm riding in my car, amen, is that Jesus music that I'm listening to? When I'm in the privacy of my home, amen, what am I mindful of? What am I looking? He said, I will put no wicked thing up before my eyes. It's got to be that way, church, if we want God's glory. We got to have a made up mind, no wicked thing. It, these So they were sanctified. They were consecrated before the Lord. He said, and also, verse 12, the Levites, which were the singers of all of them. The Bible says that they, with their sons, their brethren, being arrayed in white linen. White linen is, is likened to pure, purity. And the Bible says they were in white linen, having cymbals, psalteries, and harps, stood at the east end of the altar. With them, the trumpeters and singers were as one to make one sound, to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. So the next thing that is important, amen, for his glory is that we are as one, that we are walking in harmony, in unity, amen. There is what cause the glory of God to dry up and depart, amen. The way that division will, amen. The way that backbiting and hatred will. Each other's throats, throwing stones at each other, quit to find fault with one another. Can I tell you tonight, we don't need that in this church, amen. Don't bring the drama that is on your job. Don't bring the drama that is on, that is in your unsaved relative's home, amen. Don't bring the drama that they owes, amen, and bring it in the church, amen. We don't need that here, amen. We need unity, amen. We want the fire to fall, amen. We want the Holy Ghost here, amen. We don't need no chaos. We don't need no dysfunction. We don't need no sowing seeds of discord. We don't need no backbiting. We don't need no tearing down. We need unity in the house of the Lord so that God can have his way in our midst. They were as one. You'll find out that the Lord, in the book of Ezekiel, and it's in the same chapter. It's right in front of me right now. But it's right after, a couple of verses after. And so you'll find out that right after he addresses that, the Bible talked about, the Lord said that there would be a day that because up until that point that the, the people of God, they were divided. Amen. They were split. It was the northern kingdom. And it was the southern kingdom. But God said there is going to be a day, amen, that they were in my hands. He was talking about a day that he was going to bring them back together, amen. 
and that they would be one people. Amen. Can I tell you, we need to be one. Amen. Unified. And when we're walking together and when we're saying the same thing and when we're talking about the same thing and when we're excited about the same thing and we're all believing in what the word of God is saying, you know what happens? It's the day of Pentecost that happens. Amen. They were all in one place. Amen. And one accord came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all of the place where they were sinned and there appeared unto them clothed in tongues like Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance or the ability. You want to know what happens? An outpouring of God's Spirit happens when the people are united. God knows we need an outpouring. We don't need a show. We don't need a concert. Yes, I said it. We don't need dark lights. We need an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. We need a real move. We need a real move. We don't need the false screens. We don't need all of that nonsense. We need to come in with a pure heart, walking in holiness, lifting up our hands, being united as one. That's what we need. We don't need. Do you know that's what the world uses to draw people, to draw a crowd? We know that the Holy Ghost is more than enough. We know that the word of God is more than enough. We don't need all of the other stuff. All we need is to lift up our voice as one. All we need to do is come and sing with a thankful heart. Amen. I'm going to tell you something. We got to be a people that are thankful. Amen. We got to be a people that knows where our help comes from. How many know where your help comes from? That you're supposed to honor him or God will drive that well up and you'll find out that I don't own nothing. It don't belong to me. It all belongs to God. Amen. And all I'm doing is borrowing his stuff. I'm living in God's house. Amen. I'm driving God's car. You hear me? I'm spending God's money. It all belongs to him. Be thankful for what God is doing. Grateful, appreciative. The earth is the Lord. When you start trying to tell God that his stuff belongs to you, you're in trouble. Friend, you are walking on a tight rope. And oh my, we know that ain't those odds are not good. And they were singing one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. Listen to how it was, amen, because are unashamed. Unashamed. What does that look like? It means that you're not worried about what people are saying. You're not worried about what your peers are saying. I worry about what your little buddies and your friends think of you, amen? 
Not worrying about what the high and mighty and the prestige, amen, that make it look down upon our praise. You remember, we talked about this the other night, amen. My praise has great value, amen. And it may not seem like much to you, amen, but I know him. I'm trying to get the Lord's attention, amen, and I'm trying to let God know that I'm not ashamed to praise you. I'm not ashamed to lift up my voice. I'm not ashamed to lift up my hands. What did Paul say? He said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Anybody ashamed of what delivered you? Anybody ashamed of what set you free? Anybody ashamed of what's over your life? I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it's the power of God under salvation. You better believe I'm going to lift up my voice. You better believe the gospel broke every chain off of my mind. The gospel cleaned out every perverted thought. You think I'm going to be quiet? You think I'm going to be ashamed to lift up my hands and lift up my voice? Ain't no way. They lifted up their voice. They magnified the Lord. Some of mine, I will praise the Lord. I'm going to cry loud. I'm going to cry loud. The Lord. They lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments. Music and praise the Lord, saying, For He is good. Anybody figured out that He's good? No, 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 let me ask you something. Is He good? Amen. Something because I think we get caught up in throwing ourselves a pity party. Amen. And, and, and we get down in the dumps. But let me tell you something. When you really think about it, it ain't switching places with people that are over in a third world country, amen, that ain't got much food to eat. They ain't got clean water to drink. They ain't got lights, amen. They are doing without so much, amen. I promise you, they will love to have what you have. They will love to be in the place that you are in, amen. How about you switch places with freely, amen. I heard, I, I heard when I was a young person, amen, about how in over countries people couldn't praise the Lord out loud. They had to praise the Lord with the, you need to recognize how good God's been to you. Come on, get out of your pity party. Get out of it. Have a made a man. I'll be grateful. God's been too good for me to sit down on him. God's been too good for me to murmur and complain and run everything down. God has been too good. Come on, if you've tasted and seen that the Lord is good, you ought to let it be known. Truly the Lord is good to Israel. You can be seated tonight. Do it forever. I'm talking about what causes God's glory to fill the house. This is what they were saying. And it's no coincidence that God <laughs> comes off of his throne and that glory, amen, fills the house. Do you know that what you say, what comes out of your mouth will determine whether God shows up and dwells 
amongst you. I said it before, I said it this morning. You know what? I, don't, I ain't got too many hang-ups if I don't ever stand in the presence of prestige individuals. That's all right with me. But God's presence, I want to be in more than anything. I want his presence more than anything. I want to see his glory. I want to feel his touch. I want to feel his power. Amen. One, making one sound, praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music, and praise the Lord, saying, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever, that then the house was filled with a cloud of the Lord. That thing, the Bible tells us it was so thick and it was so powerful that the ministers, they couldn't stand up and minister in the house. That God's glory had just over the place, amen. But I'm going to tell you something. We got to get past this just going through the motions. I got to get past this going through the motions, amen, and just offering God anything and just throwing stuff together at the last minute. That don't cause the glory to fall, amen. That don't cause God's glory to fill this place. Can I tell you, I need to be thinking about when we're not, when it's not church time. I need to be thinking about what can we do, amen, to ensure that the glory of God fills the house. I'm tired of just doing things on the floor. We want his power here. We want his glory here. We want when people come in, we want them to have an encounter with the real God. <clears throat> this cloud, the Bible tells us in the Old Testament that when God left or when he he was leading them. The Bible says that it was a cloud by day, that it was a pillar of fire by night. It represent God's presence. Um, go behind the veil into the holy of holies, and that he would bring in the blood from the sacrifice, and that he would offer it upon the mercy seat. And it would be for an atonement for his sins and for the sins of the people. The Bible says that when that happened, that that cloud would fill that place, amen, as fill the room, amen, as he would identify with what has been done. Can I tell you tonight, we want God to fill the room, amen. We want God to, I agree with what's taking place. I agree with what they're saying, amen. I agree with how they're living and how they're carrying themselves, amen, as they are remaining sanctified, amen, and consecrated unto me, amen. I agree with it, so I'm going to come down and I'm going to bless them. I'm going to touch their lives. I'm going to touch their hearts of them. Can I tell you, if there's anything that should motivate me, amen, to walk right, to talk right, to live right, is the fact that God will show up in my on my brothers and my sisters in the Lord. If anything should motivate me to serve the Lord with all of my heart, with all of my mind and my soul, it should be the fact that God will manifest himself in this place. The blueprint, it's not hard. Say nothing more than a apostolic church service. Hey, 
when it's done right. When it's done right. Here's the blueprint. Right in the word of God. How about that? Right there. Consecration. Dedication to the almighty God. Loyalty. Commitment. Unity. How many know that there is an anointing in the people of God being united? There is an anointing. There is a blessing that when the people of God, amen, and they are not butting head, they are not clashing. Can I tell you something? God help you if you're running down the church behind the church's back. God help Because God feels a certain way about his bride. Her flaws and all. God feels a certain way. And the Bible talked about what the Lord said of the church. That they are precious to the Lord. And so if I'm one that is smiling in each other's faces, but are slandering behind one another's back. I'm in a bad spot. I'm in a bad place. Is this all right tonight? Amen. There has to be a unity. There has to be a unity because there's a blessing in it. We want the blessing. We want chapter three verses, but are powerful verses. And it shows us the blessing, shows us the anointing that is there. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. So, hey, listen, he's saying it's, it's, it's verse 2. Listen to what he likens it to. It is like the precious ointment upon the head. That ran down, verse 3. As the dew of Harmon, and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. And so there is a blessing, there's an anointing, eternal life in it, amen? When we are walking together, when we are un- united, amen, I don't have time to run you down. We're going to still keep our hands lifted. going to still keep our voices raised, amen. Here's the thing. You can say whatever. That's between you and God. I know one thing. I want the blessing, amen. I want the anointing on my life, amen. So I can't lose out on it. I don't want to lose out on it. I want God to touch my life, amen. I want God to show up and want God to move on me, amen. I want God's face to shine upon me. So you know what? I got to keep my mouth closed and I just got to keep my hands lifted. I got to keep my voice. I got to keep the Lord on my mind. Let's stand tonight. The blueprint. Blueprint. We want it. We want it. There is a blueprint 
to obtain his salvation. And we can't yay from it. We can't undermine it. We can't get around it. We have to obey it. We have to abuse it, to receive, to see the kingdom, to even to enter in the kingdom. You must be born again. You must. That must means that it's not negotiable. There is no other alternative. You have to do it this way. You have to. If you want salvation, well, I'm going to tell you, turn other alternative to obtaining the glory. To get God's favor shining. Favor on us. To get God's face shining on us. Amen. Or the televangelists, amen. And how they're doing it. How many know that's all for show? That's all for monetary gain. I can't look at them, amen, on how to get God's favor and how to get God's glory. I can't look at different places and how they're doing it. I got a source. That's the word of God. And there are things that must be in place, amen, just like in that tabernacle. There are things that had to be in place. It all worked together. And within the church, there must be a people that are striving. Listen, I didn't say a perfect people because nobody's perfect. I didn't say a perfect people. But you ought to be trying. Forth my best effort. I ought to be faithful in putting forth an effort to serve God and live for God and to cut off things. What did the writer of Hebrews said? He said, lay aside every sin that knows better than us what we're stumbling over, what we're tripping over, what is causing us to miss the mark. Don't nobody know that better than us. Nobody. And I have to have a made-up mind that I want God more than anything else. So I'm going to lay aside some stuff. I'm going to throw it to the wayside. I'm going to flush it down the toilet. I'm going to delete it. I'm going to erase it. I'm going to get rid of it. Whatever it may have love for the brother. It must be love for the brother. I don't want to. Well, friend, I got a problem on my hand. Whether I know it or not, I must praise God. I must have a thankful heart. When every opportunity I get, I must praise God. I must lift up my voice. I must call on God out of the pureness of my heart. God's glory will come in. Glory, I'll do anything. And I'm going to tell you something. I don't know if the writer really meant it. Because the truth is, <laughs> truth is, when you say anything, you find out that there's a, there's just so far some people will go. Amen. At that place where it requires self-denial, when it requires dying out to the flesh, crucifying the flesh, that's what people stop to make my name name famous. So you'll find out that 
That song may have been written in purity and honesty. But when you really count the cost, everybody's not willing to do it. But tonight, the question is, oh, would you go for his glory? Just what would you do? Just what? How far would you go? Would there be limits to how far we would go that way? I tell you, friend, whatever God is required, I want to have a made-up mind. If it's going to cause your glory to fall, if it's going to cause your presence to come in and sweep over my heart, Lord, whatever it takes, I'm willing to do it. Because at this point in my life, I've come to this. Can we come down to the altar tonight? Can we come with our hands lifted and our voices raised? Can we just talk to the Lord and say, God, we want you more than anything. Yes, Lord, we want your favor more than money, God. We want it more than houses and cars. Lord, we want to feel you, Jesus. We want to see you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, we want to live for you, Lord. We want to live a life that is Cause we want your power. We want your favor. We want your anointing, Jesus. We want your hand upon our lives, Lord. God, help us, Lord, to walk in harmony. 